the Summer Skate Studios. This is Analytics and Eyeballs, brought to you by Top Golf. At every Top Golf, it's about fun, climate-controlled-based, increased safety measures with your choices of games as well as our sports bar and restaurant. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. San Diego State University, building the foundations of something bigger at the top college hockey program in California. Go to sdsuhockey.com to find out how you can be a part of it on and off the ice. Summer skates, shower shoes and koozies customized for yourself or your entire team at summerskates.com. Adrian College, championship aspirations on the ice and in the classroom. For more information, go to adrianbulldogs.com slash mhockeyd1. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos from coast to coast and beyond. Wherever you need to be, Caesars has a destination that suits your style. Central Oklahoma University. Go to uclhockey.com to follow the two-time ACHA M1 champions as they look to add a third championship banner to the rafters. Jets Pizza with six different styles of pizza and eight different styles of crust to go with all of our fresh toppings, you can let your pizza cravings run wild. Toyota of the Desert, your trusted Toyota dealership in Cathedral City, California, at toyotaofthedesert.com. Oklahoma University, 20 years of the action you crave, only faster at ouhockey.net. Caesars Sportsbook app, where every play earns you Caesars rewards towards dining, tickets, VIP experiences, and more. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, award-winning barbecue for your next catered event at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, and our second location, 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Analytics and eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, to another Monday night, another edition, another episode, if you will, of Analytics and Eyeballs. Scott Strandy still with you from beautiful Palm Springs, California. I don't think I'm ever going to leave because the weather is so beautiful and the uh, Coachella Valley Firebirds just keep winning. So it could be July before I finally am able to move on anywhere else in the great state of California. Uh, Paul Hornstein, my longtime co-host, joining me from that big, beautiful, palatial estate on the island they call Long Island. Paul, how are you? Um, you know something I don't know about what I live in? Clearly, obviously. It's a big, beautiful, palatial estate, I'm told. Uh, I don't know who's lying to you, but it certainly isn't me telling you that. <laughs> I always have fun starting out the show that way. <laughs> it just gets you gets you focused and ready to go. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, you know me. I'm, you know, I'm, research, research, and more research. Somebody has to. Like, <laughs> like, for example, you know, I, I know every team has those seasons. Um. And I had seen the the uh, the the blurb you sent me about uh, Minnesota State hiring an assistant coach, um, Troy Ward. Troy, yeah, he was the GM at uh, Sioux City. And as I read, I'm like, while at Denver, the pioneer he as an assistant coach at Denver, the Pioneers improved from six thirty and two 
1917. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on. Wait. What? What? It's hard for me to imagine Denver ever having seasons like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. But uh, um, it's cyclical. It really is. I mean, it goes around uh, depending on your uh, your pool of players that you're able to recruit and be able to get the most out of those players and certainly the, the head coach at Denver right now David Carl has done a fantastic job of uh, getting the most out of the players he recruits as well as getting some of the best players in the northern hemisphere you know I, I mean I just sit here and look at, at like a, a, about an eight or nine year stretch in the late 80s and early 90s after they went to a frozen four I was like this can't be Denver, right? This these got to be mistakes, you know. Um, <laughs> Miss Prince. Well, that's what it looks like. I mean, you know, here ninety seven, and I'm not trying to disparage the pioneers by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just well, good. You good thing you aren't, because there's a lot of pioneer listeners that'll be all over well, you, my friend. I'm, but I'm sitting here telling you how shocked I am that they had records like they did in 97, 98 when they only won one out of every three games. You know, I mean... Yeah, I hear you. Well, let me... Year ...and completely reversed it to winning two out of every three games, but it's just, it's weird. It just, you know, um, kind of a weird thing. And oh, by the way, here's another team that opened up a new building uh in in denver and struggled in that first year when you wouldn't think that that would be the case um as they went 16 23 and 2 in their first year at magnus arena um which just seems weird and bizarre i uh, just you know uh, <laughs> because, i hear you you know, you know it, it it's the end of may paul and we always wonder what, what's going to happen uh, during the summer months. And we're still working on uh, putting a guest list together, certainly for Tuesday nights for our magazine-style podcast. But um, I, I look around through Twitter accounts, and you know me and relevancy, right? Everybody's got to stay relevant. They have to. And then I look through stuff here and there, and all of a sudden I start to see teams and their social media people getting the itch in May. They, they they want they want to get things going. I saw Colorado College posted something like only 147 more days <laughs> for the first weekend. Uh, so, it, so it doesn't take long for that desire to want to get back at it um, for college hockey either, does it? No, I think we all want games. I mean, we're not trying to rush the summer. Certainly I'm not. Um, but we all want games. This is why, you know, they should play in July and August. And... <laughs> no, they shouldn't. Yeah, why not? <laughs> that, that's a camps are for, and, and, and the NHL and the AHL. I mean, I was just, as I opened the show tonight, I was thinking, like, how long am I going to have to stay in Palm Springs? Because this is, and then I'm not, okay, Palm Springs, don't get yelling at me now. Um, I like it here. Oh, it's yeah, beautiful, but but come on, um, you guys are just gonna keep winning until it's July Fourth, and and I'm gonna be celebrating the Fourth of July at Palm Springs because um, the Coachella Valley Firebirds might be uh, hoisting the Calder Cup by then. 
I mean, it just, <laughs> they just obvious? don't lose. They Isn't do not lose that team. Right. They, they find a way. They find a way. Not, not just great goaltending, Paul. They've got great team atmosphere. I know there's a lot of teams out there that do. I know there is. But Andrew Podolowski, uh, that uh, scored the game winner, hoisted the cup last year for, for Rockford. Uh, and uh, that was, you know, getting him on board in this organization was huge. He, he had a major injury, Paul. Missed four months right in the middle of the season uh, rehabbing his injury. And uh, now he's back. And, you know, the first thing he said was, I want to thank my teammates for staying in this long enough for me to get back. <laughs> That's uh, crazy. Isn't it? It's all about the great goaltending, though. Well, there's some great goaltending in, in Calgary, too, with the Wranglers, and somebody had to win, somebody had to lose. And the team with the better goalie won. Really, though? I mean, I, I think we could ask Joey, and he'd say, I don't know. I, I'm pretty good, but but that kid on the other end, that Dustin Wolf, is pretty special. He's the one that won the, uh, the Goaltender of the Year Award in the American Hockey League, so he's no slouch. Right. I, I, fine, I, you know, it is what it is, um, but I, I will sit here and, you know, defend to the bitter end the fact that, uh... <laughs> you're just going to defend the pitchfork, that's what you're going to defend. Oh, is that, oh, oh sorry. <laughs> you, you and Marsh, man, I got, I got two, two real sorry. diehards. Marsh sees, sees nothing but Las Vegas and everything that he does. He tries. Oh, Lord, he tries. Uh, but but it just oozes out of him. Uh, the pride for the Henderson Silver Knights, UNLV Rebel Hockey, and, of course, Vegas Golden Knights Hockey. And he was all over me today going, like, we got to make sure that I get credentials for that Stanley Cup final. I'm going, like, Stephen, we're in the Western Conference finals right now. We aren't there yet. Yeah, but we got to have credentials because th this is going to happen, and I, I got to be there. <laughs> well, listen, good, good for Stephen. Um, uh, you know, it's fine. I don't have I? I kind of get where he's coming from. He's been there all season and uh, wants to finish it out. Um, but you know, this has nothing to do with Vegas. What's that? With the fact that uh, Palm Springs, Coachella Valley has has the better goalie. <laughs> Joey Decord fan club. You now, first it was Dryden McKay for a half a half uh, four years. No, it's no, now it's Dryden Joey Decord. Joey, you got another fan? Huh? Do you want to start the chant? Do you want to go? Let's go, Joey. Uh, listen, I don't put pom poms on. I just state facts. <laughs> Do you want to start, Joey? Joey. Um, they've already started that there. I, I know what's going on. You want to continue it? Just going, Joey. We'll start the show next week, and you can just start off going, Joey, Joey. Yeah, but just doing that makes for a pretty boring podcast. <laughs> True, it does. It does. Anyway, we're supposed to be talking college hockey, and we uh, digress a little bit. But well, I want to start. I want to start tonight's show off because we were going to talk about stuff last night and we kind of got a brief. Okay, I mean, that's fine. I mean, we just. Okay. We, we were we going to get a. The Minnesota State assistant coach. Well, of course. 
Of course, absolutely. And we'll we'll get into more stuff. But one thing I didn't want to miss tonight was some stuff that you dug up um, regarding uh, NCAA Division Three. And uh, I'll be honest, I have no clue. <laughs> right, well, <laughs> a lot of times I don't, but this, this time not, I really don't. Right, this is not um, um, me breaking a story here. This is coming from one of the two major college hockey websites that cover, you know, more than the West Coast. Um, uh, and it pertains to, and, and I'll just read it here. Uh, there are some schools adding hockey uh, at the Division Three level, and um, there is a it, the, you know there's a a, a Division Three league. Okay. Um, I, I don't know exactly what it stands for, but we'll take a look here. Uh, the Northeast Women's Hockey League. Okay. Um, if we go through the standings here, all right, we're talking about basically New York State teams. Plattsburgh, where my son attended, and a dominant division. Hold on a minute. Do they play hockey, men's and women's, in uh, in New York, in the state of New York? I, I know it's shocking for you to hear that. Yeah, it it is. I mean, I nearly fell off my chair. I thought, I is that the state of hockey? Well, it is. I don't care what people <laughs> okay. in the, the say or whatever the heck that is shaped like up there with, you know, basically southern Canada. But, you know, um, and a whole bunch of New York State schools, Cortland, Oswego, Canton, Potsdam, um, a whole bunch of them. Um, the Northeast Women's Hockey League. Um, Do they all go under the, the label of Sunny? Um, first of all, it's not Sunny. Okay. Only, it's only one A. What is SUNY? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> and they are adding teams. Okay. Um, uh, including Canton. New York State um, as a men's team starting in 24-25 and a women's team uh, and actually women's hockey will become the 21st sport in the State University of New York Athletic Conference starting this year. Okay, and the interesting part um, to at least you know, to our way of of looking at things, okay. and and this is kind of um, you know what we're waiting to see. Maybe this is a harbinger of things to come. Maybe it's not. Okay. But as it says here, uh, the SUNY Act um, approving both of those. Uh, moves, including the uh, bringing in of women's hockey from the Northeast Women's Hockey League, which was a single sport Division Three conference for the last six or seven years. Okay. Um, getting out. Did I lose conference. you? 
Because I can't hear you. Okay. Okay, there you're back. back. Okay. Uh, Somebody had, I don't know who had to turn up their volume, but anyway, um, that one sport league going under the banner and changing to the SUNYAC conference. Is that a harbinger of things to come? As the moratorium on single sport conferences ends on June 1st? Is that a harbinger of things to come for the Division One level, men's hockey? Even though uh, the NCAA and the Transformation Committee hasn't really said anything negative or saying that single sport conferences uh, shouldn't exist. You're back. How this are the you? First time. I can hear you. I don't know why you can't hear me, to be honest. I couldn't hear a word you were saying, but let's, uh, apparently you were getting off on the podcast, so that's good. That's good. Well, I mean, I'll turn my headphones up a little bit. I don't know if that makes a difference. But um, we talked about the single sport conference in men's Division One hockey. Uh, in terms of 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 say the uh, you know NCHC and the Summit League and you know I just don't know is this the first domino to fall going from at least at the Division three level where people might not notice it. So it'll it's 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 a and remember we're not that far from June first. So we're just, you know, we're gonna watch this closely. We're gonna we're gonna keep paying attention to it. And 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 see if this leads to other things. This takes place officially on July 1st. So we're going to see. I mean, we are going to see some changes. I think we all assume that there will be some changes. But is this the first domino that kind of falls under the radar? I love them. You know, so we're going to say, I mean. I'm good. You still there? I'm here. I, I you know, um, you know, we're, we're going to see. Everybody expects there to be some realignment. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what's going on. I, I only hear. Well, uh, there's a lot of people that wish they could probably only hear part of what I'm saying. But... <laughs> it's called selective hearing, but I don't have that, unfortunately. I just don't have you. So well, uh, let's do this. Let's take, let's take a quick break. See, Yeah, I hear okay. you now. 
let's uh, let's take a quick break and let's come back and continue what we were talking uh, with. Or we'll try uh, if you've got everything. Passion, talent, development. All that graduated at a ninety-three percent rate. Trevor Zegers. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack is located at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe and 592 West White Mountain Boulevard in Pine Top, as well as its Ghost Kitchen in Queen Creek. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. From the nation's best college hockey conference, access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. This is ITHSW Podcasts, Analytics and Eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios on the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. All right. Welcome back in. Hopefully everybody hears everybody. 
Um, Scott Strandy with you tonight, Palm Springs, California, where it's a balmy 101 degrees as we podcast, not from a parking lot, but from the beautiful Motel 6, who left the light on for me, as they always do. That's nice. Paul Hornstein, my longtime co-host, is not at a Motel 6. He is at the big, beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island, New York, just a stone's throw from the Hamptons, I'm told. Um. Yeah, it's a big stone. <laughs> Don't throw it though, because it could hit somebody. Well, I mean, once again, they don't they don't let folk <laughs> from my neck of the woods into the Hamptons. So okay. People, so. <laughs> Just checking. Anyway, yeah, good yeah. stuff from what I'm told uh, that you brought up about right, well, uh, basically the, the Division Three stuff. Right. Basically, we're see we we see a domino fall in the. Single sport conferences, as opposed to the um, full sport, you know, multi-sport conferences, uh, we just didn't. Ex- I guess we, nobody really expected that first domino to be at the Division Three level. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, so I want to ask you this. I want to ask you this right off the get-go. A couple of things that we got to discuss that keep getting tossed around, um, and I just want your opinion. Maybe a hypothesis. What do you think? Okay. Um, will the Summit League become a hockey conference as first? Right. Will it? Um, I'm going to say when this is all said and done, yes. Okay. Will they then um, raid what's now the NCHC? <sighs> raid it? Or bring it in? Well, I don't... Okay, uh, let, let's separate the two. Raid means take take away the schools that are already in and maybe a, fil- a few affiliates, or do they uh, absorb it, take the entire conference? Um, I'm going to say they, they that they'll take it in, absorb the whole conference. So you're saying... NCHC becomes Summit League Hockey at yes. some point down the road? Yes. Um, and that might force a, a couple of other moves, for example, like St. Thomas having to leave the CCHA. Because they are a full member of the Summit League. Or at least you know, on their way to being full members of the Summit League. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a probation period as they move up from the Division Three level for their other sports. So, okay, so so that's part one. You right. you believe that the Summit League will in fact become a hockey conference and will absorb the NCHC, which by that means they will take everybody that is still a member of the NCHC. So, that being said. There are two schools that are close in proximity, one on either side of the Rockies. You know who I'm talking about, your Arizona State Sun Devils and the Lindenwood Lions. I, I um, don't focus on ASU strictly, well, what, you know, in terms of the podcast. <laughs> where, where do they fit in to, uh, to this? Because um, everybody's been saying, oh, that Sun Devils are headed to the NCHC. Well, there is no NCHC. Do they become an affiliate member of the Summit League? Do they go to the Big Ten? 
do they start with another conference? Because what my belief was for a while has been all over the place. I believe for a while that ASU would sit around until there were enough teams together in the West and start their own conference or be a part of a new conference. Then I thought, nope, they're, uh, they're definitely going to the Big Ten. There's no doubt about it. Then people kept rattling my cage, telling me, nope, they're going to be NCHC. They're, they're certainly going to be the ninth team in the NCHC. Well, if they're the ninth team in the NCHC right. and Lindenwood is not that far on the other side of the Rockies, uh, about equal distance, if you if you look at it, and believe me, I've driven it. <laughs> I've driven it a few times. <laughs> Lindenwood and Arizona State fitting into the NCHC would be geographically a really good fit. But if there is well, no NCHC, what happens? Well, that might all depend on what St. Thomas does. So if St. Thomas, you know, makes four teams that are already full members of the Summit League, right, would a Lindenwood say go to the CCHA and take that spot? Although that would make eight teams in that league because Augustana is nine. So, do, well, does well, with the new summit, if if this all happens, right? Well, would they turn choose to bring them both both in and um, I don't know. I mean, this is all part of the speculation, right? I mean, does does this change everything? Okay. Um, would say a CC, and I'm just using them as an example, Say, hmm, maybe we decide if somebody comes up with a Western League, maybe we decide to join that. Okay, so so let's say this I mean, all plays out. And, 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 and if they're going to talk about that, right, so you would have, uh, say, two Alaska schools and... ASU and CC, would Air Force join in? Okay. I, you know, you realize you just gave me another headache, right? Yes. Is that the goal? That's what I do. <laughs> That's what you do. I love it. <laughs> um, uh, I'm playing with my internet, by the way, folks. So if I fade in and out, it's, it's really not me. It's... uh. Internet connection is not very solid tonight for some reason. Well, you know, it, 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 it's always, you know, you never know. Even if you're in a place where you're always getting a solid connection, could still um, fade in and out. Well, but Well, I'm going back and forth between the internet connection here in the hotel and also the... Um, the internet connection uh, through T-Mobile. So one of them is going to get blamed. I'm just not sure who yet. 
Ah, we'll figure it out. Somebody will take the blame as long as we don't. <laughs> anyway, and, and uh, there are so I, many. Paul, wait, there are so many wait, wait, moving wait, wait, parts no, right now. Because I, I can come up with more. You know, no, that's what I'm about. talking about. There's way too many moving parts. Right. We, we, we talk about, and I ask you this question often, um, with hockey being such a big sport in the state of North Dakota, Why is it that the green and white team, Terry Sue, are the only t- uh, are, is the only school there that plays Division One hockey? Here we go again. You're gonna make me go down that path, aren't you? Well, yeah. They they own the state of North Dakota. Right. They must they must agree to open up their doors um, Why? to another program. Why? Be- because they own the state of North Dakota. <laughs> it's like, it's like you're not talking. There's a literally. team. There's a team that plays club hockey. Oh, bang! There goes my quarter. Uh, that plays ACHA hockey about 65 miles south of them. Been pretty good too at NDSU for a long time. Right. Uh, they've been weaker lately, but for a while in the 80s and 90s, they were winning championships and going to uh, national tournaments and all that stuff. Um, that they never get any traction as far as getting it. Now, Minot State, I know is who you're talking about, and they get uh, they're getting traction because, no. well, who else? Uh, Where else are you gonna go? There's only two other teams, right? It's not what I was thinking, but okay. Who are you thinking? Well, uh, there's another team that has green in their school colors. It's just not green and white. Where? Um, I have to hold it so I can show exactly where they are. What? This is geography, and geography is evil. Fargo. Are you talking? Are you talking about the North Dakota State? I am. That's what I just told you. Did you not listen? Well, no, I you, said you, there's. I thought you were talking about Minot. No, I said there's a team 65 miles south of Grand I don't Forks. Know geography. In in Fargo, much closer than Minot, probably half the distance of Minot, maybe more. And uh, right. they don't get any traction. And that's because North Dakota, the University of North Dakota, has got a monopoly on NCAA hockey. And until they're willing and ready to share it, um, you know, they they sell 11,000 seats plus every home game. That Do they want to cut into that? I don't know if they would or wouldn't. But do they want to cut into that revenue base? And, and they're certainly not going to do it until – the next team, whether it be in Fargo or Minot, is prepared and ready to be competitive. I mean, over and just beat on teams. But why doesn't Minot State even play an exhibition against North Dakota? Answer that one. I don't know. Nobody did. Because North Dakota owns it. They own the state. University of North Dakota owns the state of North Dakota until they decide they want to share the wealth, so to speak. That's, uh, that's never going to happen. And uh, it may eventually they may decide, yeah, it's good for it's good for everybody, or they may say, no, we we own this and we're not giving it up. I'm trying to look up some of their alumni that are old enough. To <laughs> good luck. Well, I got some stuff. There's a lot of athletes and a lot of coaches, but those guys don't usually make enough money to kind of do this. 
Okay, but... Not to worry, our producer and Rick Zombo, they have all kinds of money as alumni. Well, no, but I'm not talking about North Dakota alumni. <laughs> okay. You looking at Minot State or North Dakota State? Oh, maybe Carson Wentz. All right, well, let's let's say Carson says. Uh, has he what? made any money, by the way, or is he? Uh, maybe, I don't know. You know. I know he played for your favorite team for a while. I was drafted by him. Um, no, he did not play for the Giants. Oh, I thought he played for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, they're still not that team. <laughs> anyway, okay, I, I digress, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, so, so let's just well use this here. Uh, not that we follow professional wrestling, but we know the name. Bob Backlund, the former professional wrestler, says, "I am sick and tired of the green and white team getting all the hockey love in the state." And he breaks out his Terry Pagula pen. Does he have one? I don't know. This is. Okay. You said he was breaking it out, so I thought maybe he had this one and you knew it. Okay. Okay. Um, he breaks out the pen and says, here's a check for $75 million. Start that hockey program. Is North Dakota State going to say no? Um, I don't think they would say no, but I think there'd have to be some discussions, especially Why? with North Dakota State, because Why? they're 65 miles away, and they're going to steal fans, no doubt. So? Well, have you been to North Dakota? There's not many fans to steal. So what? I don't need to steal a it, lot. It's, it's, it's not... It's not St. Thomas, it's not Minnesota, it's not Duluth, it's not St. Cloud, it's not Bemidji. I assume to start with, they would play at the same place, the Fargo Force. Yeah, well, that would be another problem. You'd have to get that approved by the Fargo Force. Okay, well, whatever. Why why do they want to give up their building? It's they're they're the game in town right now. Why do they want to cooperate? Listen, I'm just this is just a, a hypothetical here. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, you know how hockey is, how long it takes to develop. And I think um, that would probably be as big a shock. Either Minot State or North Dakota State making the jump to NCAA Division One hockey probably is 30 years down the road. Why? It only takes one check. No, it doesn't. There's way more to it. There's way more to it. Who are you? Who are you? Are you a Mr. Murillo? You think you can just buy everything and there's no no repercussions or no red tape or no concessions that must be made or all of that? You just think um, you can write a check and you're in? Yes. No, you can't. You well, can't write a check all, and you're in. First of all, let me see him write a check. Well, that that's going to be part of the problem. Maybe he doesn't want to write a check. Maybe he's not a big hockey fan. Maybe he finds a better way to spend $75 million. Oh, no, but we're, this is, once again, this is a hypothetical. Yeah, well, I'm telling you, uh, you, you could drop uh, a billion on it, and you're still going to have to go through the hoops to get it done. Eh. 
it, it's kind of like a hockey team in Arizona that says, you know what? I'm just going to move to Mesa. There's this there's this old mall that's being demolished. And I yeah, that's it. That's perfect. I'll just take my plans that I had for Tempe. I'll carry them over and we'll just build here cuz why not? We don't have to ask permission. We don't got to buy the land. We don't got to get the person to sell me the land. We don't got to get the uh, the city council to rezone it for what we want to do for an entertainment district. We don't have to do any of that. We got money. We'll just oh, do yeah. it. Yeah, your point? <laughs> it's not happening. That's my point. It doesn't work that way. You found that out in Tempe. Um, if, if, if money had been the answer, it would have gotten done. Money was really? not the answer. Yeah, yeah. Money. If money were the answer, if if that land was so valuable that Michael Crow said, "Hey, I'll buy it for whatever," it would have gotten approved in a very short period of time, and they would have been building on it. But uh, uh, well, but I'm just I'm asking. Because but that's because they're Arizona State, and they have the cachet for the city of Tempe. You're not going to be a new owner of the a relatively new owner of the Arizona Coyotes and just go, yeah, I'll take that piece of land. Because if you were going to do that, why? Why wouldn't you just go somewhere where there's no demolition that needs to be done, no rezoning that needs to be done? What? Well, why would you do that? I mean, come on. Well, Let's be real here. Well, maybe. Maybe if he was actually willing to write the check. <laughs> Are you telling me something I don't know? No, I'm not telling you something you don't know. I'm telling you something you definitely know. <laughs> anyway, um, so that that's a hypothetical. I get it. I, I get what well, I started you into this uh, train wreck of hypotheticals because everybody keeps telling me um, where Arizona State's going to go for a conference, and now I'm thoroughly confused. I have no idea. So I'm going to try to get Coach Greg Powers on that's and cool. let him tell us. Uh, where they would like to go. Yeah, right. <laughs> like he's going to tell us. Anyway. Um, <laughs> His answer will be somewhere. Yeah, well, it's soon is what he'll say. That it, It's soon. It's soon, guys. But anyway, um, what I do know out of all this talk and, and conversation is uh, the hockey world has to change. We all know it. There's too many players. There's too much. Uh, lopsidedness in teams in the East in one conference, as you know, Atlanta hockey, they can't keep absorbing everybody. And there's teams that need conferences, as we've been talking about, both the Alaskas, uh, Arizona State, Lindenwood. Uh, if another team from the ACHA makes a jump, uh, they're going to need a conference. So something has to happen, and that's why I started the conversation off with, does, in your mind, the Summit League become a hockey conference too and do they take the nchc or do they just take some of the current nchc and leave the other group to absorb some independence that's what i'm that's what i'm most curious about in this whole conversation well i'll say this as long as josh fenton is the commissioner of the summit league I would be not shocked. I would be asking um, the appropriate questions if they don't take 
all of the league, all of the, the whole league, and make the teams that are not in the full conference affiliate members. I mean, Josh didn't start the summit, the 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 NCHC, but he basically built it. And I, I would find it hard to believe that he wouldn't try to make sure that all those teams were taken care of. Well, well, and that maybe includes, they... by the way, that includes by the way, um, our friends over there in the conference office. Well, let me let me ask you this though. I mean, if you're starting a, a conference and you've got teams already that are within your your conference already, uh, we're talking Denver, we're talking you know, St. Thomas, we're talking schools like that oh. that are already in the Summit League. Why would you? Why would you take non-Summit League schools and bring them on board if you know, as I already mentioned, there's two teams, one on each side of the Rockies, that are about equal distance from the offices of the NCHC. Why would you not let the NCHC uh, absorb those two teams to start and uh, maybe be maybe be two six teams to start and leave uh, yourself open for expansion? I mean, to me... That would make the most sense because not only does he have his group, which is already part of the Summit League conference. Yeah, but now you're talking about nine affiliate members, and that's a lot. Well, it's one too many for starters. but No, because you're talking about 12 teams. The Summit League has one, two, three NCHC teams. And... All right, so and if you had to bring in St. Thomas, that's four. And there are still uh, five other NCHC teams. You'd have to bring them in as affiliate members. And then you'd. Would you have uh, to? Who are you going to leave out? Why don't you keep. Why don't you let those schools that aren't members of the Summit League keep staying in the NCHC and add Lindenwood? Well, and add well, that, yeah, Arizona that State. Those, that would be up to those schools. And you would still have to get two teams. Josh would still have to get two teams that played to play D1 hockey, either from within his own conference or two affiliate members. Well, do you think he wants affiliate members, or do you think he would well, start to really, well, would he really start to, to twist the arms of these schools that you're talking about and well, see if are, he could be the mediator to bring some teams on board. Well, uh, listen, that, that rumor has been brought has been mentioned as well. Um, because I think if you're going to start a, a new hockey conference, it's going to be the summit league. You want it to be all summit league. I don't oh. think you want to start. I mean, look at the big 10, right? They took in uh, Notre Dame, but otherwise everybody else is big 10. And they only did that because Notre Dame was kind of left out in the cold. Right. And they're kind of they're kind of out there, but they they'd like these conferences to be all like minded, right? Okay, they they like them. Fine. Big Ten, you know, um, whatever. Uh, Hockey East, I guess it's kind of, but not really. Um, right. Hockey East is its own situation. Yeah, it was a bad example. Okay, um, because there, you know, there's plenty of those schools. Um, are you know a, a bunch of different schools that are kind of NCHC in that hockey of their big programs outside of Boston College in Providence? 
tell 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 the listeners who the schools current schools are in the Summit League that have hockey or that could have NCAA hockey. Well, the three that we know, uh, the four that we know. Correct. Of. Who else? Uh, Eddie Christian, Sioux, Omaha, and St. Thomas. Okay, who else is in there that could be an NCAA Division One hockey program? Are we talking about all the Dakota schools? Yeah. Well, well we're talking about anybody that's got a that's got an opportunity to do that. Well, South Dakota, South Dakota State, North Dakota State. So so far we know North Dakota State because I don't think either one of the South Dakotas are even close. Uh, Can University of Missouri at Kansas City. They have a building. I don't know if it's on. It's not on campus, but they keep being mentioned as a NC NHL relocation city or expansion city. Uh, I, I, I find that hard to believe. Place. I just don't think they have the, the fan base, but whatever. I, I'm just saying. Uh, I, I don't see Western Illinois being that kind of place. I don't think so. I could be wrong. You know, um, and it, I can't imagine Oral Roberts. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, even though uh, we know a couple of schools in Oklahoma that would like to do that, but I don't think Oral Roberts is one of them. Nope. So, so you 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 have they have a couple of choices. They they grab a couple of the NCHC teams, right? Because first of all, I don't know is the NCHC the the NCHC without, and once again, no disrespect to other teams, but the big dogs are DU in North Dakota. Well, they are, but if you're going to start a Summit League conference, I got a feeling you want to make it all Summit League. I don't think you want to bring in affiliates unless you have to. Well, I think, because, they, I think they would have Because to. then just leave it alone. Just leave it as NCHC right now. I'm not saying. No, listen. But here's the thing, though. Once again, if you're talking about bringing in starting a league, you're not going to do it with less than six teams. No, that's why I was asking. That's why I was asking. So two of those other uh, one, two, three, four, five, two of those other six teams, be they South Dakota, South Dakota State, North Dakota State, Western Illinois, Oral Roberts, or Missouri, Kansas City, would have to start programs. The only one that would even be close, and I already told you it'd be 30 years, would be North Dakota State. That'd be the only one. Bob Backlund's going to write that check, baby. $75 million. <laughs> I love when you spend other people's money. It's great. I'm uh, good at it. Uh, yeah, I didn't say you weren't. I just said... <laughs> anyway, so that's the that, speculation talk on that. Um, I, I'm... I'm concerned about two things with college hockey that I want to talk about in the last segment of the show here. Um, I'm concerned about this portal thing. I think they got to rein it in, as we've talked about. 
I just think it has to be reined in somehow, some way. Um, three, three topics. The portal, the NIL, and um, the, the decisions for players, and you know who I'm talking about, to decide or not decide to, uh, to turn pro. Um, you and I had a conversation today off, off air about one Logan Cooley. 19-year-old right. kid that's done pretty much, and everybody will tell you that. He's put everything except win championships. He didn't win the World Junior Championship. He didn't win the NCAA Championship. But pretty much everybody knows he, he's NHL ready right now. Um, so he's decided that, you know what, for whatever reason, I'm not going to um, sign the contract with the Coyotes, even though he's watching a lot of his teammates that are his close to his ability do it. So I'm a little concerned with what's going on um, on that side of things. I, I'm really concerned though about this portal thing because you were telling me guys keep going in, and uh, you know, uh, you and I both agree. I think on this, Paul, we, the, the portal is there for a reason. It's if if your coach leaves, like what happened at Minnesota state, give the guys a chance to go. If that's why they went to that university for the coach, give them that opportunity. If um, they're a goaltender, who's a top notch goaltender and um, just isn't getting playing time and wants to showcase his talent. Okay. I get it. Let him go. Um, but you can't just go every, every kid on a roster goes, oh, you know what? Uh, my freshman year, I didn't get the minutes I wanted. See you now. Uh, because you're going to lose the spirit of the game in my book. And I think Coach Zamba will tell you he agrees with me on that. It's like you gotta you, you, you got to start reining this in a little bit where you just can't pick up and go. And you certainly can't pick up and go multiple times. And we've seen a few players do that. And uh, to me, that that's just frustration. Well, I know it is. And, and, and it would seem that the portal, uh, at least I saw it, Somebody's Twitter post saying this portal is now closed. No, people can. Oh, thank God. Yeah. And, and I think, first of all, I don't think NIL, NIL has anything to do with college hockey and guys moving. No, There's absolutely not. not. Absolutely not. But what I'm, what I'm wondering is and, and and NIL is so big in basketball and football, but no interest, no interest in hockey. No interest in having a hockey player represent your company? Uh, there, there are, but it's not, you know, minimal. You see them on minimal commercials. <laughs> okay. Um, I, Did it make you switch from Diet Mountain Dew to Dr. No. Pepper? No? Okay. No. Just checking. No. Um, and by the way, if, you know, Diet Mountain Dew wants to give me an NIL deal, I'm ready. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, but I, I, I agree with what you say about the portal. Um, I think there are a couple of things. One, once again, I, I think we have to wait another year till all the COVID guys are gone. Secondly, one of the reasons guys are allowed to transfer is because they're grad students. I have no problem with grad students. I don't have any problem with grad students. Well, but 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 
we have to just all get it out there and, and, and say this. These are the basic reasons, for example, that we that we're, we don't have a problem with it. Coach leaves or gets fired. I don't have a problem if those guys go in the portal. All right. Now, guys that want to leave for playing time, I get that too. Only if you're a goaltender because there's only well, one net. There's only one net. But if you're if you're a skater, man, come on. Suck it up. And If you decided that this was a place for you and you signed that letter of intent and you accepted the scholarship, then go fight for it. Go fight for your spot. And, and so be it. If you don't make it, you don't make it. I mean, we've all been in that boat. I was in college, college uh, golf, and that was one of the things where you competed every day. And, um, you, you know, if you, if you make that decision, then go fight for it. Don't, don't just pick up and go somewhere else. Uh, I mean, I, well, uh, if, if you weren't good enough to make that team, what makes you think you're going to be good enough to make another team? Listen, I, I, I tend to agree with you on that point. Please don't make me say that again. <laughs> oh, we got it recorded. We may use that as a promo. Don't make me say that again. The guys that are leaving <laughs> playing time outside of the goalies. Hey, dudes, you guys went there. Nobody's, you know, uh, you knew what the situation is going in. Now, I also am not a big fan of schools recruiting a guy and they give him a scholarship and the school gets to renew that every year. Okay, If a, if a player doesn't make your team uh, coming into his second season, um, that kid should still get the scholarship, even if he's not playing sports. He was good enough for you to yeah, take I agree with that. Place. Yep, I agree with that. Okay, now you could get into arguments whether or not that scholarship should count against their limits. I, I don't think it should. I, in that case, I don't think it should. I think it should go, if the kid's not on the team, he still deserves to get his education if that's what he went there for and you recruited him for that. But oh, no, um, no, I, I get that. But what I'm, I mean, you, you would have. Because he's I'm not helping your team. Then. If he's not on the roster, he's not helping your team. So why should it count against you? I'm not saying it should or it shouldn't. I'm just saying that that. I thought you were going to say you're going to agree with me. Don't get crazy. Once is enough. <laughs> Once in a show is enough. Don't don't get such a swelled head. And we we can only get so many promos out of the stuff you say. So. Holy smokes. So, uh, I think there's a, a a purpose for the portal. Uh, do I think that? Players should be able to go in and out and in and out. I I don't think so. I, I was perfectly fine with guys getting a one free transfer. And you know, if 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 a guy takes a scholarship and a school offers a kid a scholarship and the kid takes that scholarship. And over the four-year period, the coach is there the whole four years. Okay. Um, maybe you made a mistake. Maybe the place wasn't for you. 
Even if you're playing, you might not be happy. Okay, you can leave. No problem. But, you know, until you're a graduate student, that's it. But then you get once again, what if the coach leaves? Well, okay, then that's that's different. I'm I just not sure. You can set lines. Well, that's the obvious but, problem. You can't set lines well, because no, you too many things, too many variables. Lines, but, you know, there's a lot of people that work in the NCAA. Get it figured out. You can have a... You can have a department. Oh, come on. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> You're talking about that? I mean, here in Southern California, Paul, they're still going like, come on, NCAA, give Reggie Bush's, uh, his Heisman back. You think they're going to get that worked out? It's hockey, my friend. They're, they, you know, they're not going to. That, that's so low on the priority list of, of, the, uh, of everybody at the NCAA I don't even know sometimes if they, if they know it exists. Uh, uh, listen, in 2023, would Reggie Bush have had a problem? No. But Reggie Bush didn't go to USC in 2023. I'm just using that as, a, I'm just using that as an example on the right, NCAA. I don't care what those crybabies are. I know, but I'm just saying that that's that's the things that the NCAA can't even say yes or no to. They just ignore. Uh, they ignore the noise, if you will. And that's the same thing with the hockey programs. They ignore the noise. Uh, and that's what they call it. They call it white noise. Oh, yeah, people are this and that, whatever. Um, you know, it is what it is until it's something that it isn't. <laughs> anyway, good conversation. Good talk. Um, we'll see if we can get a guest on for tomorrow night. And uh, chatted up with somebody other than you and I. Um, but this is a crazy time of year. As I said to start the show, um, the Coachella Valley Firebirds are still playing. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights are still playing. Both teams in our uh, coverage area. And um, it, it's it's bizarre, <laughs> to be honest with you. I didn't think either one of these teams would be uh, challenging for the Western Conference Championship. Well, I mean... You know, uh, you know Seattle. Uh, you know, purposely went out and tried to build an organization. Not that the Golden Knights didn't; they just did it a little differently. Seattle took some younger players, okay. um, and Vegas took older players. And you know, Seattle. Had a, I don't want to say disappointing first season because they're still an expansion team. And, and you know, we, we've discussed on any number of shows the, the odds of the Golden Knights happening again. But you're going to, yeah, those odds would be slim and none, my friend. Yeah. So, but, you know, they are still playing. And, you know, the Golden Knights are two games away from going to the finals for a second time. Um, it could be the Battle of West Point, depending on how 
<laughs> definitely could be. Series, turns out. It definitely could be. And, you know, if, if, if Florida wins and Vegas wins, I, I would be shocked if whoever won that series and the owner didn't take the Stanley Cup up to, to West Point, but who knows? <laughs> well, I know one thing, NHL media, if you're listening, Stephen Marsh is dying to go to, to, go to games to in Florida. <laughs> no, he wants to go to Florida. He wants to see Vegas in Florida. Anyway, um, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Take it away. From the Summer Skate Studios, this has been Analytics and Eyeballs, brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, and the second location, 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, where our food can be summed up in one word, perfection. By Summer Skates, whether you use your own name and number or that of your favorite player, show off your game and style with personalized shower shoes and koozies. See summerskates.com for more information. By Behind the Mask and behindthemask.com, no one knows goalies needs better than we do. See the website for our three Valley locations and more. Liberty University, strengthen your faith in your game at the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast at liberty.edu. By Jets Pizza, more than just great pizza, you'll love our wings, sidekicks, and more. Find the location near you at jetspizza.com. The Caesar Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey, Inc., NCAA Hockey Resource. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly, with locations in Tempe, Pine Top, and the Ghost Kitchen in Queen Creek. Lunch, dinner, and catered event. And now on the campus, Arizona State. Yes, and it's still in Tempe. Two in Tempe. Yes, two in Tempe. Uh, Find us at thespaghettishack.com. I wish they had had the Spaghetti Shack in the MU when I was there. And by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where the action is from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. Analytics and eyeballs on all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app or for download on your favorite podcast platform by searching and subscribing ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. If you like what you hear, tell a friend. I'll leave a positive review. Analytics and eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done. Let me clarify something. It's not in the MU. Uh, it is uh, just off of rural, um, somewhere down in that, that area. I haven't been there myself. Uh, my son was there. But anyway, um, so anyway, it's just want to clarify that. It's, not, it, it's on campus, but it's not at the MU. It's a freestanding building, I understand. Oh. Wow. Anyway, okay. <laughs> we'll get All into right. that. Sorry, we'll Joey. get Joey on again to talk about Joey Balmaraz to find out uh, just exactly what's going on in that location. But anyway, good stuff. We'll say goodnight, little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. Uh, hello, New Day. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk to everybody tomorrow on College Hockey West Weekly. Good night, everybody. <laughs>